tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world-governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. There we go. Joining me as always across the table to know him is to love him. Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And then on the ones and twos, uh, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooder. What's happening to you? I, I one guy. Yeah. It's so funny when you do this thing. The how like. You you automatically assume one person represents thousands of people. Yes, and he's like, yes. can we all agree that the Good Morning Swarm is super stupid? No. <laughs> no, no, we don't all agree. We don't, we don't all agree on that. I get told all the time on the road, I love g- g- Good Morning Swarm. Some of you guys don't like it. It's okay. Doesn't mean we got to change everything. I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. Also, what is this thing where you, if you have an opinion, you gotta just share? It. Yeah, or, or hey, hey, <laughs> thanks for the free entertainment. Everything's not for me, but I love it overall. But just, just how about be nice? And this yeah. show goes good with a cup of coffee in the morning. It goes great with a cup of coffee in the morning, guys. Uh, a lot of great stuffs going on. One thing is that man. Rockfin is on fire. Hell, hell, the gang's all there. We have We Don't Smoke the Sames on there. Let's How's go. it going over it's there? It's going great. Let's do it. I love it. And then we have so many. We have, you can get the Broken Simulation first look on there. Yep. The greatest of all time sports yep, talk. Yeah, we just did our NFL drafts uh, special. And recap. then you have uh, My Zero, which kind of kicked it all off over there. And Tinfoil Hat Premium is now exclusively on Rockfin. I did my first live stream yesterday and all the comments were this is fucking great. Rockfin is fucking great. So I you am did, you, you did a live stream you I said? did a live How, stream. How'd that go? How'd that go? I mean it based on everything they say it's great, man. They said it's wonderful. I, oh, and they have live chat too. I was wondering about yeah, that. Yeah, live okay, chat. You got perfect. tipped twelve right. bucks already. That's yeah, cool, dude. Cool. I, I mean I had a great time. And again, the reason we're at Rockfin is because no censorship. I don't have to worry about censorship from YouTube. I don't have to worry about censorship from from uh uh Vimo. They've got the app now, by the way. And for those of you who have this issue, you'll you'll appreciate this. It keeps playing when you minimize it in your phone, you know, when you go to something else. And it's gonna can be on Android this week. It drops yep, on Android, told, which was a big issue for some people. Conspiracy Social Club is there, and I know Brian was a little hesitant going exclusively there because they didn't have the Android app, but now it's there, so we'll find out what happens. So are you going straight, like, no more Patreon, all your lives are going straight on here, right? Uh, like, I'll do a YouTube, like, be- just because I'm, you know, I have that channel there, but all of my premium content... To be clear, Broken Simulation though, does still have a Patreon, so... Don't abandon us. Patreon.com slash Broken Simulation. If you want to be with the old people over there, <laughs> Patreon, go have fun. If you want to be with the cool kids, come over to to uh, Rockfin. We're very excited. Already working with people. 
Uh, they made me head of comedy development over there, so I'm bringing over all the savages. And uh, I think the future's bright. I think we're going to look at, you know, Rockfin in a year and be, like, blown away by the, gro- the growth. So I'm super excited about it. I hope you guys are. Uh, all my shows are in July. My next major show is in July, early July, with Eddie Bravo, Xavier Guerrero, Reed Becker. We'll be in Houston Okay, those are coming. The Tim Hat live shows, comedy shows. The the train's back on the track starting July. We're coming. Get all those dates at samtriplee.com. Go to samtriplee.com for everything. And, uh, you know, we're about to really take that website next level so that you guys can get anything you need for your off-the-grid needs. That's all there. But if you want to buy T-shirts like this amazing one I have right there, people really love the Disney one, dog. People really love the Disney one. That was a good shirt. So uh, this one's also a Ronin shirt. So you go to TinfallHatTshirts.com. Make sure it's our website, not these Chinese websites that are straight up jacking our shirts. Wait, wait. Are you serious? That's serious. A buddy of Justin who makes our shirt, his friend got one of my shirts from a Chinese shop. Are you kidding me? And went over to Justin's house. Justin's like, where'd you get that shirt? He's like, I got a website. Got from somebody else. That's so funny. Make sure you're getting it from Tinfall. FullHatTshirts.com and Graphic Villain. Yes. Make sure you're on yeah. Graphic Villain. I have this idea for a shirt. I want to do. You know how they do. Don't like, say it out loud. Some old jacket. No, they won't do this. Please. Okay. You know how you, it's you a picture do, like, of your you butthole. Know you, you know, sponsor a kid. And, yeah. Uh, like overseas. I want to sponsor. <laughs> I need to sponsor a producer of a podcast. <laughs> Just put my little face on. A, you know, I I, I sponsor. Like you're on a milk cart or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I sponsor Johnny. You know, and, and why do you need to be sponsored, Johnny? Uh, you know, to support my lifestyle. My your lifestyle. lifestyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Johnny, really why do we got to meet the lady? I, I'm starting to get a little upset about this. Well, dude, you, you, you said for months that we're going to go out on as soon dinner. As, as soon as, what was the name of the restaurant I said? Fogo de Chao. Oh, Fogo de Chao's open. We're all going. Okay, going. well, that, you can meet her there if you want. If you want. Okay. Oh, is she going to sit she close to me? She would be happy to come. Yeah. She going to sit near <laughs> me? Fuck no. no. <laughs> why, Johnny? Why can't go me, your girlfriend, and you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ridiculous. You know Dude, it's so ridiculous. You know Guys, go check it out. Uh, go to samtriplee.com. Check all that. Uh, anything else, man? Anything else? No, what, Broken Sim just dropped. Uh, it was a good one, man. This this video <laughs> that we talked about is uh, maybe maybe my favorite thing that's ever been on the show. And so. Cash Daddy's is making me money. Really? I invested a little bit. I listened here on the, not a lot, no millions, but yeah. Well, we, obviously, invest what you can. Oh yeah, invest what you can, and you know, it's like those guys are chasing shit coins. I'm not doing <laughs> no, it. No. Come rock it. You would know, you still be here, actually, if you had made millions on? Honestly, actually, if you made me yeah. millions, you'd show up. Yeah. Oh shit. You wouldn't I mean, be I'd, here. I'd show up. He'd just like, start talking in the middle of things. What? Wait, you gonna fire me? I'd yeah. show up with shoes Johnny wants and <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Well, you do got nice shoes, man. Uh, I know so a lot of great stuff wants. is going on. The future is bright. And uh, this episode is like, you know, a lot of people say like Tim Fall Hat reminds them a lot of Coast to Coast with Art Bell. And, you know, I started the show before I really started listening to Art Bell, right? And But when I started listening to some and I would hear these calls he would get and he would just he would just let them shine, right? It doesn't matter what they were. I really enjoyed this episode, dude. With Aurora and uh, her Amazing. story and her journey, and th- 
This is this is some coast to coast right here. I, I these, this is where I would love the show to be. I would love more of these episodes. Amazing, yeah, right, and just fun. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. We get into a lot of stuff. Uh, she's an entity from another uh, realm, and we get into some vaccine sh- uh, shedding that you guys have been wanting us to talk about. Hope you guys enjoy it and uh, enjoy the show. All right, so let's get into this, uh, which is, uh, I'm very excited about having this guest on today, uh, which is very interesting because we were doing a live stream. I did a live stream for the first time on rockfin.com and someone brought up this topic. They're like, what are you going to talk about? Well, I'm like, you're you're just in luck. We have the right person for it today. Uh, I'm very excited to have her on. Uh, she, She has a website called The Flying Rainbow Lasagna, and make sure you spell lasagna with an E at the end, dot com. Please welcome to the show. It's an honor to have her on. Aurora, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me here. So, Aurora, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into it, because uh, based on the notes I have from you, I think everyone's going to be super excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. Thank you for allowing me a little self-intro. I describe myself as a galactic walk-in, but it's also accurate to say I'm an otherworldly visitor. So I'm actually in abstraction or an energy pattern. And right now in this moment, I'm in this, you know, obviously human body, but I'm in it through a genetic maneuver that I call the flying rainbow lasagna. So you can see it like on my clothing and in my artwork around my studio here. This is an artistic representation of something that my body is doing on a genetic and cellular level. So I'm a walk-in, like I'm not the original inhabitant of this body. And my whole purpose for being here in human society at this time is to be able to communicate cosmic information that would be difficult to get in otherwise, like real, um, let's say, details of how the the cosmos is uh, shaped so that you can be empowered, so that you can navigate the very, you can understand supernatural events that are going on right now. Um, Most people, uh, most people that I talk with recognize that what's going on at this moment in human history is not only um, warfare or struggle on the material level of pure materialism, like just objects and people that we see with our five senses, but something that is also happening in the world that is beyond our five senses that would be defined as supernatural or purely energetic or purely out of frequency. And humanity has been degraded in its capacity to perceive that energy directly and to be empowered in it, but only up until this point that I'm really here to offer tools for self-empowerment. And I know that word gets used a lot, like in the self-help coaching community. It's not not that type of a thing. It is about um, like when you become literate, like when you learn how to read that type of empowerment instead of being illiterate in time and being um, swirled around by events that are out of your control and larger than you, it is the empowerment of being able to um, directly perceive and control timelines directly. So that's my work and my purpose of being here. So, and I bring that up in order to say like, like um, to a person that might wonder like, how do you know about DNA? How like Aurora, who are you? How do you know about DNA? So all of what I know and what I share in my artwork and in my teaching 
seeing comes from direct perception, like seeing with my inner eye. So my understanding and perception of DNA is actually different than the description of earth scientists or an objective materialist. And if you're, if you're ready for me to launch, like I don't want to monologue, I definitely want to make sure that if you have questions or whatever, um, I'm loving it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I'm all about that action. I mean, you are in the right place for this conversation. We're all about this. Absolutely. Um, I've come to bring a different viewpoint on what DNA even is that, you know, as I said, a materialist viewpoint would be to say inside of your cell, there's a tiny structure and we can observe it doing these things that are what, what science describes DNA is doing. And it does all those things, but it does so much more because DNA is really like a vibrating string inside of the instrument of your body. So your body is like a guitar or a piano. It is a resonant instrument and the DNA that is inside of you has a behavior like uh, it creates waves, just like instruments create waves in the atmosphere. Each one of us in your natural body structure is just as a byproduct of being alive, creating waves or emanations or undulations. Hey, keep it cool. My dog is over there. I'm just telling you to keep it cool. Undulations. Oh, Are you are you muted? Did you mute yourself? Okay, she's muted right now, and she's yelling at her dog. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Okay, nope, still can't hear you. I muted myself so that my dog would not overwhelm your listeners. No, I, our dog. I, listen, our listeners have been through a lot. They're, they can they can handle. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. As you can see, I'm a dog lover. Like she's sitting on a little pillow over there. But if she is not well behaved, then she will. We go outside. will be all right. We're we're pro dog here. And we're pro cat. We're pro animals on this thing. Mostly, mostly pro dog. Because the world is mad. And when the world is mad, I'm like, hug a dog. Like that's sanity. And yes, yes. All right, everybody. I want to tell you about our good friends at CBD line. That's right. CBD line. One of our oldest sponsors on the show. Longest running sponsors on the show. And we love them very much. You know, these stressful times. You need tools in your tool belts. And no one can help you more than CBD Lion. I mean, they got everything. They got vapes. They got they got gummy. You like they got those new gummies. that Lemon you like. ones. Come on. Nothing. Better than lemon. Dude, nothing's better than lemon lemon gummies. Okay, they, they also have the uh, new melatonin slumberberry variety pack, which I've heard is pretty cool. A variety pack, man, and that's what we're talking about, dude. They are the best of the best. I love them very much. They always come to my live shows and support. And here's what's really great. Okay, they they have everything you need, man. They're all their products are third party tested. All right, they even have a quick little survey, quick quiz you take that'll help you with deciding. Which product is best? They got everything, man. They got everything. Pre-rolls. Pre-rolls of hemp flour. They got new strains of hemp flour. They got uh, lemon gummies, variety pack gummies, melatonin gummies, all this. And if you spend over $75, you will get a mystery free product. Shut up. Mm. Shut up. I love mystery. Fun games CBD. Does it beat that? I don't think so. I love them. Every time they come to my shows, I hug them. I hug them. I try to kiss them. They're like, no, it's not not like that, bro. (laughs) And if you like that and you want to help out the show and you want to help our sponsors, just go to CBDline.com and enter the promo code TINFOIL. Okay, to get 20% off. That's CBDLine, like the animal.com, coupon code TINFOIL. Check them out. We won over 2,000 positive reviews. This stuff works. Give them a try one more time. Just go to CBDLine, enter the coupon code 
tinfoil to get 20% off. So I love everything you're talking about. And what you're getting into for me is uh, I think everything is energy. And, you know, we just had a, uh, a gentleman on talk about white magic, black magic. Uh, you know, for me, white magic is being able to control the energy around you and uh, for love and positivity. And which fits into this whole thing that everything is energy. Everything is even this table to me is energy. You know, when I'm going to say something really stupid and everyone's going to laugh at me, but I used to get really sad because I thought my bed was sad if I didn't sleep in my bed because I, I thought my that. bed had feelings. So I would be like, oh, my bed is sad. I'm not sleeping in it. So I go sleep in the bed so that my bed was happier. Now, I don't know if the bed had emotions, but I believe everything has has energy. What age was this? I mean, I was super young, like four. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, what, yeah, what if you said like 30? That was yeah, last, I, I, yeah, last was, weekend. <laughs> last weekend. But that's an age when child development in the human psychological realm would say that you were engaged in magical thinking. So again, I'm an otherworldly, I'm a fringe dweller outsider. I don't think that that is magical thinking. I think that is your true thought pattern, that that is like the wild, undomesticated human personifies the world you recognize that you are projecting reality around you and you care about your creation it's like being part of the miniature co-creator or uh, a, a, an arm of the divine of a god creating this world so you're like you can create your bed with your what what would be called like um quantum observership and you're like but if i take away my attention and my bed is sad i better pay attention to my bed like i think that in many ways these are valid perceptions and valid um, uh, ways of perceiving reality that then you get acculturated. And like Terrence McKenna says, like your culture is not your friend. This is very, very true. I, I agree with that statement. Culture is not your friend. I I mean, just look at everything going on in the world right now and how much of it is culture. Culture is not your friend. And culture is actually meant to turn you from a wild, undomesticated, mm. beautiful human into a domesticated being that is easily controlled, weakened, vulnerable, and easily controlled. So That's all of my it. work, everything that I do here is all about reminding humans of your heritage and your birthright of who you are. You're supposed to be free, what it is to be free, that we once had a free society here in what, not in this world, but let's say in a parallel reality or a different layer of this world, what is known as ancient Atlantis but it's not an ancient time. It's like a parallel time. And I don't know, I don't want to be too tangential, but the events that we are experiencing right now in terms of the degradation of the human genetic code by using technology, like this injection is literally an assault on the pristine nature of the human DNA. It's almost like a blockchain. Okay. I understand what you're saying. I want to get into all this. But I yeah. need to understand who you are more because you've said some very interesting stuff. And, I, you know, I'm trying my hardest not to cut people off. But I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? You are. I, know, that's why I don't want to just run on. So No, it's fine. It's fine. We have as long as it takes. Um, I'm sure that there are questions at this point in presenting myself in human society. I am used to like the questions. Explain all that. What I need to know. So this person we see in front of us, right? Yeah. That is just a vessel. For an entity that has come. And this this vessel that we see, this was maybe Sarah before who did like, let's say, cheerleading. And then all of a sudden this this entity came down and now you're Aurora. Uh, and is that is that per, per, is that 
soul or that personality that there was is that still there is it chilling what is going i need to know more about who you are and where you're from and what 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 all that is thank you for your questions and i'm happy to share with you my origin story i love this so no the the woman that had this body before I came into this body was not named Sarah. And you know something, there's nothing wrong with her. She was a very good person. I don't usually talk about her name or bring her up because it's kind of like the idea of a person who has passed on, like they should be at peace. They should be at rest. You should remember positive memories of them. But in being in this body, what I have done is create a totally new genetic pattern with the materials that are here. So the basics of what happened was um, this very lovely, good person that had this body lived in it for 27 years and then had a brain injury, like an anoxic brain injury, the type where you do not get enough oxygen and blood flow to areas of the brain. And this was due to both materialistic causal effect, like a thing in her environment that caused this, but it was also due to a psychic attack. So two things happened at the same time that caused a profound amount of neurological damage. Like there's real brain damage in this body that is now my body. I came in at the moment of death when she would have died. It would have been kaput, all right? Like, I, I no slang, all right? Um, would have been the end of everything. Um, but I did this maneuver called the Flying Rainbow Lasagna. And what I did was used um, a higher dimensional presence to continue to animate the cellular form of this body so that it would not die. But the original ego, the original sense of self, the original identity, that person was literally destroyed. And, you know, when I say another thing was happening other than just, you know, being suffocated by like, you know, a kerosene heater or something like that, um, that she was really um, assaulted by what is assaulting your entire planet, that there's right now a planetary invasion by, you could call them negative aliens or negative supernatural beings or in human earth mythology, demonic presences. And it was a targeted energy weapon that did a lot of neurological damage to this body and caused a, a literal metabolic death. So when some people, I'm breaking in to say, when some people in the New Age world describe themselves as walk-ins, they don't necessarily mean that they had a literal metabolic death, but in my case, there was one. So to, to just separate myself from anyone who just had a an ego death or a, a psychedelic experience or something like that like those are different things in this case there was an actual severing and of let's say like the timeline that was that person's life an actual end and then an inexplicable yet explicable impossible i should say continuance of the timeline and what I did in that inexplicable continuance was actually supportive of cosmic law, that the energy weapon that was being used to kind of erase this woman from existence is totally against cosmic law. And what I saw from my higher dimensional viewpoint was something that was very unfair. And that was totally my motivation for stepping in, that I saw First of all, there's a lot of unfairness in this world here that is known as Earth or this planet or this place. And that's acknowledged and it's in the process of being changed. So, you know, like it is being addressed. But in my case, I saw a very specific like 
when you see one thing that's happening, like whatever, you have to step in and do something. I can't think of an effective analogy because it was a big thing. Like a person is being not only murdered, but erased from existence. That's what it is. Like these demonic presences are able to manipulate DNA and DNA is kind of like the blockchain or a way of storing information and consciousness over vast periods of time. And if you do certain things to people's DNA, it's like taking a big eraser yes. and erasing them from yes. the blockchain. Yes. Yeah. I understand totally. what you're saying right now because we've had talk about this within the Bible. They talk about how important the DNA is. When we had Greg Carlwood on, we talked a little bit about this, about, you know, we're going to get into the vaccine, about how the vaccine is going to change your DNA. And the DNA is probably the most important thing. They believe that we are just vessels to pass on our DNA. I pass it on to my child, my, you know, Martha, pass it on to our kids. That's what's the most important thing. And I want to get into that. I'm going to ask you one last question about you as an entity. So the, the woman's body or, or the, 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 the energy or the spirit that inhabited that body that you, uh, kind of like switched in out, right? Like, like real quickly. Right. Um, the family, does the family know you? Her, her family, this body's family know you? And what is, and when you tell them this stuff, what is their reaction to that? Yeah, it's a very challenging relationship. So I will sh- I will say it's first of all, it's personal. Okay, so if you don't want to go there, but that I understand. I, I will, but I want to answer in a way of saying initially, I've I've been like quote unquote out of the closet as soon as I came into this body. I'm like, hello, I'm an otherworldly presence. Like, of course, there was a lack of acceptance. It was very, they're very, very whatever I would say, grounded people. You know what I'm talking about? Like not supernatural oriented people at all. It was very difficult for them to accept that about me. It was difficult for them to accept and understand that I had a brain injury also. And um, I had many, many challenges, a very bumpy um, road of coming into this body and into this world. So um, yeah, it's just, it's um, we have a challenging relationship, but I would say right now we're in a good place and I wouldn't want to be disrespectful of that by saying things you know, in a public forum that are really about private things in my life. I understand that. I want to tell you about our friends at wine.com. Look at Tim Fulham getting all classy with wine. Johnny, do you drink wine? Uh, my girlfriend and I have wine at dinner. Yes. Look at that. How about you, Xavier? Only the white wine. Okay, I love that, dude. Wine drinkers. You know, I, when I drank wine, wine back in the day, you go to the, the store, you want to buy your wine, and it is just a wall of wine, and you're just like, what? which one am I going to get, right? Confusing. It's confusing, dude, and that's why wine.com takes all that confusion out. Now, there's this misconception. You can't buy wine over the internet. Not true. It's a wonderful time to be alive. And now you can go to wine.com and get your wine, dude. All right. Learn, explore, purchase all from the comfort of your home on your own time without the need to stand in the wine aisle, looking lost, frothing at your mouth, wondering if you're going to get the right wine for the right occasion. Okay. Unlimited free shipping with membership. Eliminate the worry about shipping costs with the stewardship. Okay. Bam. For only four forty nine dollars a year. Wine.com. 
offers you unlimited shipping to any address when you sign up for the stewardship membership, dude. That is the jam right there. Wine.com handles your wine with great care before you ever place the order, okay, by doing their own warehousing with full fulfillment. So an adult signature is required, so delivery options are up to you on your own schedule. Choose your, choose your delivery day or opt to pick your wine up at one of a thousands of Walgreens, FedEx office, or local pickup sites across the nation. Either way, shipping is on your schedule, okay? No minimum purchase. Order one bottle or hundreds of bottles shipping is free every time you use your membership to send gifts throughout the year to family and friends shipping is free every time man how awesome is that wow the only the only site to offer extensive free professional rating and tasting notes okay whether you're a novice or an expert live chats with experts to help you find the perfect bottle of wine for every occasion wine people take wine serious right that super serious stuff and wine helps you super serious people and you're just going around looking for a bottle of wine people they they make it simple and easy to buy on wine okay buy wine simple easy on wine.com so this is what you're going to do you're going to go into wine.com slash tinfoil and get $50 off your first order okay terms apply thank you so much enjoy wine.com so Johnny wants to know, and then I have one more question after that, and I think it's a great question. That so did that person's spirit? Because you know, I, we did. A, I just did a union, the unwanted, which is a um, um, a panel show, and we did near death, after death experiences, and their talk about how they ascended to the five D and higher than that. Uh, did that person that was in this vessel? Did, is that what happened to them? And you kind of took, came in and as they, they ascended to uh, become one with the universe again. In my case, like I'm all, everything that I'm sharing is only from my own unique case. Okay. It's actually kind of a very sad story. Like, no, in the case of the ego structure, the woman that lived in this body, she did not ascend or anything like that. That what happened was she was, a very healthy person, so she was not slated to die. She was artificially assaulted or murdered on various different energetic levels. And she was disrupted in her journey or her, her energy presence and energy signature was disrupted to the point that it's like she was fragmented and erased. So this Whoa. is also a very conversation because family members of hers have asked me, well, is she in heaven? And I cannot lie and I cannot sugarcoat it and I won't. Like I'm a very honest person and it's important to be honest and authentic. I'm not a body snatcher or a stealer, but you guys got to know that she was utterly destroyed. And that is part of the unfairness of what's been going on in this world. She's not the only victim. She is not the only person who has had their soul erased or destroyed, or I don't know what you would call it, like fragmented in the garbage disposal of the world that it is never going to be able to be put back together. Like I, I can't come up with an analogy that's effective. And it's also like, this is difficult stuff to talk about. It's a wrongness. It should never happen to one person. It's happened to many people. It's part of the satanic network, for lack of a better word. Like there are um, technology users that are not earthly 
They are totally not worthy of the powerfulness. Of, they, they're uh, unhealthy children playing with toys. Very, very dangerous. Like they have, you know, the cosmic firecrackers. They, and to tell, call them children is also not effective. Like they're horrible, vile monsters and worse than cockroaches or anything. Um, I can't say enough bad things about them. They're the ones who tried to kill me. Um, yeah, I know. And I, I smile and make a joke because it's like, it's really horrendous. They go around murdering people. They go around um, droning people. That's the best way I can come up with it, like scooping out the original inhabitant and implanting a vile, monstrous inhabitant. I agree. And uh, I I think this is something we've talked about on this show a a bunch of times of what's going on. This is a spiritual war on your soul and all that stuff. Now, have you met anyone else? Like, I want to ask one more thing, then you can ask that. So my next question is, as an otherworldly being, you have now had to assimilate to the rules of our society, right? You can't just do as you please. You have, I, I believe you have electric on. You have to pay electric bills. You Are, are you on <laughs> Tinder? Are you trying to meet people? What, what are you, are, what part of the human experience are you participating in? And what part of the human experience are are you not participating in? That is such an excellent question. That's Thank what you. I. That's, that's why I asked them, Johnny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have had to, like you say, culturally assimilate a certain amount, even in terms of learning about language and self-presentation, like, you know, um, c- clothing, grooming, all of those things, like h- how to present yourself in society, how to be professional, all of those things I had to learn. And even just in terms of basic cultural politeness, like when you go to any, I am like a foreigner in your world. So anytime you've visited a foreign country, you had to learn what is polite here, what is impolite here. I had to learn all of the rules of gift giving and all those types of things. Um, You know, I I feel like I'm going far afield, but yes, it took me a long time to learn about that. It took me a long time to learn about money and the value system behind money because that is totally alien to me. Like I come from a, my cultural value system is really, really different. And I joke about the barbarian value system here, where it's much more about like might makes right. And, um, you know, he who has the gold makes the rules. I just come from a very different type of place of higher dimensional reality. So um, yes, I um, participate in the world of commerce and use money. And I had to learn how to do that as just uh, there, I can't even say like it is so unnatural to me to have to commodify something because I really like I call this open source. I come and I offer it as a gift. And where I come from, if you offer something cool as a gift, people are like, "What a wonderful gift!" Like, let us reciprocate. Like, I didn't understand that. You know what? It, like uh, the right. the world of money, the world of capitalism. Like, no tiki, no washi. I don't know if that's an offensive expression. Pardon me, but you know, I understand like quid pro quo, all of those things. The idea of if you don't have money, you can't play the game. So I've walked a fine line because I want to offer my information and my artistry and what I have to share with the world to everyone, not only to people that have the money to pay. Like that's big. Like I have a lot of cosmic information, and as a teacher and an inspirer of others, I've always made like my online 
online classes. I give scholarships and other things like that. It's a big part of my philosophy. Like we're in this world that's very inverted where you can be a great person and still not have, you know, whatever, not have any money in your pocket. So it shouldn't be that I have all this cosmic information, but it's only for millionaires. Like, and I think at this point we recognize that most people who are millionaires in this inverted society of horrible values got their millions by sacrificing their true humanity and doing things that we would consider soulless or evil or wicked. So again, we have to, this is the world that I'm coming into as Flying Rainbow Lasagna, offering this as a tool to rectify all of the things that at this point humans agree. When I speak with humans, they're like, yeah, we know this place is effed up. We don't like it either. I'm like, fantastic, we're on the same page. Let's fix it. My tool for fixing it is Flying Rainbow Lasagna. And what this means is that you can use your inner potentials, your inner, what would be called superpowers, but they're really just your regular powers, but we think of it as superpowers, magical powers to be able to directly affect reality. So when you can do that, the whole idea of money and economy changes. A person who is powerful is a person who has great ideas and a ton of creative energy, you know, not just a person who can commodify something like buy it and sell it and, you know, send it off in another way. So I definitely participate in that sense. And so I do have things that are my, I would, I call it my publicly available magic. Like my, my music and my artwork are magical things, but in this world, you have to make things to sell, to get by. So I make things that are like dresses and other prints and other um, videos and teachings that people can buy to get by. Um, but also, you know, I feel like I still maintain in my integrity, but you also asked about like, am I on t- Tinder. Am I dating like this? A very, very like um, lighthearted way to say no, 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 no. Like no. Not only are my my DNA and my genetic behavior is really, really different, and I'm what would be considered like a genetic hybrid. Um, my energy is very different. My trajectory and my motivation for being here is very, very different. So most people that come into this world like come play the game of being a human. On I understand Earth at this what time. you're saying. They're motivated by certain things, right? Like they want to um, procreate, have a family, be powerful and, and have money and social status in the society. My motivation of coming into a human body was not to do that. Like I'm not here to sightsee or to please myself and be like, I will I get, go, go to earth and get famous. Like that's what I'm going to do. Like that's not my motivation. My motivation is really very pure. I have information that the people of this world here would not be able to know know or understand or have access to if someone didn't come and bring it to them like this is a very closed in place like you're not getting a lot of the cosmic signal that of intelligence the food of intelligence that is available and i call this lasagna like it really is a nourishment that is meant to nourish you towards your own self-sufficiency so that at a certain point, humans as individuals can supersede the limitations that have been placed upon them and become empowered to get, get your own source of energy. It's like get, having your own job and your own money, but we don't work on the system of money. You work on the system of pure life force energy. Like when you mentioned white magic, to my understanding, that's what white magic is. It is the embodiment of magic that you live. Like if you cut your hand and it heals, it is life force energy that heals that the conscious use of life force energy or chi or prana this is white magic or good magic and it's basically like saying if you live on a planet and you're helping to make the energy meridians of your world flow in the proper way like it's a whole different way of looking at the world and the idea of like i'm going to take something from someone else to empower myself which is this dark magic misappropriation of energy so 
all of these things, when I talk about them, the flying rainbow lasagna is my response to that in recognition to the, again, out of balance or effed upness of this world. There's a way to um, send to entropy or reduce in volume, like turn down the volume on all the things in reality that you don't want. And it's not a question of reality being something out there that you're touching and turning down. It's the direct connection to your own DNA. So really in the topic of this broadcast, the the disempowerment of humans is the assault on your DNA. And conversely, the empowerment of humans is your reconnection to your own DNA and being in control of it like a limb of your own body. That really your emotion is, first of all, an expression of DNA behavior, like your emotional state right now is an expression of the dance movements that your DNA is doing. Same thing with your state of basic metabolic health right now. Same thing with your movement through time. So, you know, I go into great detail and teach a whole class all about this. But the real relevant thing that I want to bring to your listeners right now is the idea that when you're moving through time, it's like a fish swimming through water. There's this, you know, invisible to you medium around you called time what propels you from moment to moment, like 1201 to 1202 to 1203 to 1204, all the way down the linear timeline of a fourth dimensional experience. So that's just one layer of time. But in moving through time in that way, the thing that makes you move through time is the dance of your DNA. Your DNA is constantly moving and grooving and dancing and weaving itself around and doing all sorts of backflips. That dance movement is what propels you through time. Even if you are just sitting there in a chair, you are moving through time and your DNA is moving. And that means you are propelling yourself through time by this movement inside of your body. Um, the controllers or the wicked ones or the creation of the matrix beings, you know who I'm talking about, the um, beings who have suppressed human capacity. Yes, I call them low frequency demons. The yeah, low frequency job. demons. Those beings have been um, contaminating human DNA for a long time. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't mean to – I don't mean to oh, be, be speaking so much. No, you're, no, no, no. Listen, trust me. I love it. You're doing great. I just want to have this last question because I want to get you on a nice little roll because Good. I think you have some great stuff. You had a question you oh, wanted to ask. I just want to know if you've ever met anyone with an experience like yours. Are there more of you? Yeah. No, that's a, a beautiful question. So when I first came here, I didn't even know to call myself a walk-in. I didn't know what that was. And I got that even word from a book called ET 101, the handbook. And I thought, oh, they gave me the handbook. Like, this is what I should call myself. And then, you know, uh, whatever. I, got, I learned more about this culture later. And so when I have met other people that call themselves walk-in, initially, I thought that they had same experience that I did, that they had a metabolic death and then a new um, inhabitation of a completely different, a soul signature. I have a different soul signature than the person who originally was born into this body. And in meeting other walk-ins, I found out not everybody who says they're a walk-in had that same experience. Some people voluntarily relinquished their life with no metabolic death. They didn't have a surgery. They didn't have a car accident. They didn't have something that killed their body's cellular structure, but they were suicidal or wanted to leave and somehow had a contract and did that. My thing was not anything like that. So the answer is I really have not met very 
many people that have had anything like me or definitely no one who describes himself as a flying rainbow lasagna. And, you know, I'm so, um, I'm so about collaboration in both my personal life and my musical. I'm, I'm very interested in meeting other people. I think I'm coming to the conclusion that my, my experience is a very unique or singular experience. So the way that I describe it, it's like I innovated this. I'm the first person that ever did it, but I don't think I'm supposed to be the only one. My real um, motivation for being here is to teach and inspire others. Like you can embody this too, because this flying rainbow lasagna in me being here, I'm not stuck in the cage and I'm not like lording this over you in any way. I'm trying to say my experience of being here in a body and in a third dimensional experience and in a fourth dimensional experience, it's been difficult for me, but I hop out of this submergence all the time and I get fresh air all the time. You know what I'm talking about? Like everyone here is in the karmic washing machine, you're spinning around and People get so, um, it's like being battle weary, like so turned around and there's no perspective. I fly me the lasagna. I get fresh air and fresh perspective all the time. It sustains me in being here. It's how I've healed my body of neurological damage. And so I'm trying to say I have a qualitatively different experience than the human experience of being limited or imprisoned here. I come with this to offer this and teach this to others. And also let's um, kick ass. I hope I can say that on your show. Let's get together and kick ass because the more of us that are genetically empowered in this way, the more that we shift the entire frequency of reality. So reality is not created by these, you know, horrible wealthy billionaires that look like their faces, like a crumpled up paper bag. Like they look like melted, horrible people. We, we, the athletes of the mind or athletes of psychic spirituality and integrity and goodness and strength, not using any kind of technology or evil magic, are the ones who directly create reality. And that's fair. That's, that's the, those are the real laws of cosmic law, that this whole intervention of money has basically been like giving artificial, powerful augmentation to people that do not have real spirit power or real willpower or the real capacity to get something done by supernatural, if not magical means. It's a different level of um, non-technology, but still there's formalism there. Like it's magic, but there's formalism. You have to learn the rules in order to do it properly, just like music. Well, I love all this and I've heard, what's this? Johnny has a question. Yeah, just one real quick uh, process question again. Uh, Did you inherit the memories of the previous inhabitant of that body? You guys are asking beautiful questions. Thank you. So there was a lot of brain damage when I came into this body and neurological damage basically on a whole entire side of what, you know, what I'm now. It's my body now. I used to say this body, but it's really my body now. I say it's like um, when you get a house and it's a handyman special because there was a fire. (laughs) and Yeah. And there's like a library and there are many books in the library. Those would be like the memories of the former inhabitant of this body. And I could certainly access those memories, but a lot of them had been burned, literally like burned in a, a scar that I've been dealing with the aftermath of that scar in terms of um, epilepsy or a seizure disorder, that that's what happens. Like if you have a brain injury, there's a scar there. And then that area is at odds with the healthy, normal functioning brain tissue that's around it. So I've been dealing with that. And the, you know, the dance that I do, the energy work that I do is how I've been um, basically um 
jumping over and and uh, superseding those difficulties that are in there. So, uh, you know, on the whole, I, I it's, it doesn't have to be a permanent. Uh, what I'm trying, I try to offer hope to people actually that. Um, through Flying Rainbow Lasagna, you can really rewrite the story of reality. You can do things that are medically impossible, but also do things that would be considered to be whatever physically impossible, rearrange the form of matter. This really offers hope to for profound healing for anyone who's in a body that might, like this is really, it's one of the reasons why I'm in a body that was so damaged in order to exemplify, like no matter what happened to your body, it can be healed through non-technological means that there is a, a, a nourishment that is out there, but it's just not getting into this cage that everyone is in. But once you are able to get access to that nourishment, it allows you to rebuild your house. So um, back to the, you know, the burned out areas of my brain, I had to um, basically learn from the beginning how to do math that when I first came into this body, I did not have the capacity to recognize the difference between a number three and a number eight, that they look kind of the same shape and I couldn't see enough and I had eyesight deficits too. I couldn't understand numbers. So when you look at my artwork and I could do a screen share, people can always look at my work on my website. Um, it's highly mathematical. And all of that came from my supernatural way of compensating for the cellular damage in my brain. I figured out ways to do math that involved color and shape and form. Like I would envision these circles and movements and rainbow colors coming together. So I learned to do math in a way that now, thank you, you're going to put it up on your screen. That would be wonderful. It looks like my paintings. My paintings are how I rehabbed my brain or learned. Um, I didn't used to have the word, but now I know the word neuroplasticity, that that is when one area of your brain gets damaged, but you use a different area to compensate. So I used the artistic areas of color and, um, you know, patterning and all of that. That's how I do my math now. And so you know, very briefly, when I first came here, clearly I had challenges doing math and it was difficult for me to do like I did simple jobs and things like that. But at a certain point, I got so good at doing this, I didn't have to use the calculator at my little job. And then I was like, okay, like I've definitely, I've clearly leveled up. Like I can do this in my head now. So um, yeah, I had to do a lot of rewiring in terms of math and also in terms of language that uh, now I'm pretty good. Like uh, you guys, you might see me stumble a little. I no, no, it's fine. We're lo- I'm loving it, and uh, you know, I think that's just part of being in this realm. But as an yeah. as an entity from a higher realm, what's it like having an Earth boss? Like, you know, are you at work and you got this Earth boss? Like, hey, man, or uh, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you're you're just like our numbers are down. Are you going to get some shit going or what? I mean, you know, I, I think we think your love. I know you're trying to help humanity. But, you know, we got to push product here. I mean, how you just like want to shoot lasers at them or something like that? Like to just be like, you know, I mean, like, really, it's got to suck to be like a 5D entity working in a 3D world and have to put up with a 3D boss. Girl, I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many not only fish out of water stories, but also exactly what you're talking about. I'm like a supercomputer, highly advanced being. And most of the work that I did was in um, custom framing because I've always been an artist, you know, in coming here since the moment I, came, moment I came in. And so custom framing involves artwork tangentially. So I've kind of gravitated towards that. And yeah, in everything that I was doing, I was always, um, uh, you know, definitely trying to make the shop run in the most efficient way it possibly could be done, do things in the most sensible 
possible way. I do things in the most safe way. And of course, I didn't understand earth and human motivations, which are often like laziness and cutting quarters and profitability. I didn't know about any of those things because again, the world that I come from, like it's a world of innocence and purity where there's no subterfuge and you can't hide anything. So you can't cut a corner in business. You can't do something that's dangerous and hope that no one will come out. Like in my job, I was always like perfectly coiling up the electrical cords before I put them away in the utility closet. And this one guy threw them in there and he's like, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, no, no. Oh, it matters on the cosmic sense. Like he didn't understand. Like I just, I didn't understand it. I was working on such a different level, working on a very different level. So yeah. And I learned also very many um, good lessons in terms of the dysfunction of human biology as it relates to human society. Like the things that people do with their bodies for money ain't so good for their bodies. And I learned that by playing along. I'm like, oh, what do people do here for money? Oh, I'll do this. I'll play along. And so I did all the things of smoking lots of tobacco and then drinking lots of coffee. And I joke about my old boss who at this point, he has passed on of a heart disease and he wasn't that old, but he had hair that stuck straight up like eraser head because of his Newport nights and drinking so much coffee and like frame, 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 frame. And I thought like coming here as a cultural outsider, I think, oh, this is normative. This is what people do. And I will play along. And then I learned like, oh, this is not good for your body. Oh, no, 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 this is not good for your body. And so, of course, all of those, um, you know, um, understandings and very clear rational sensibilities in bringing them, in bringing my concerns to the humans around me, you understand how they might have been perceived, even maybe a little bit la-di-da, like (laughs) la-di-da. You don't want to die at age 46 because your brain explodes from too many, like, cigarettes. It's like, no, actually, I don't. No, actually, I don't. I want to live a long, good life. So, yeah, I learned pretty early on that you can't just follow along with what humans do. They're not doing good stuff for their bodies. And then I learned, because I didn't know a lot about food either, because, again, I come from a place where you eat just pure energy or pure light. So I didn't really understand about food and metabolism. And I had to learn about all the pollutants they have been putting in the food here and what to avoid. And then at that point, being here in this society really became more of like in a battle stance where you'd be like, oh, like you can't just get a food and eat it and think it's safe. You got to read, be skeptical of everything. I had to learn that in coming into this world, I had to learn to be skeptical. So many people who are listening, you might not be walk-ins, but you came here similarly as a beautiful little child with a ton of innocence and purity and grace. And you might not have even understood being, people can be liars, people can be two-faced. You didn't know you had to be skeptical and you had this same type of trajectory that I did as an innocent cosmic visitor. And I didn't understand homeless people when I came here. Like I didn't understand that people could be discarded like trash. I didn't understand so many things. And you might remember that you had similar feelings when you were an innocent child here that you look around, but then as an adult, it becomes normative. And they're like, Oh yes, those are the trashed people. And we walk past them on our way to, you know, our jobs where we get paid. Like none of this is the way it's supposed to be. There's so much to unpack there. There's so much to unpack there. I um, it's very interesting. I want uh, so let's get into this. What we want to talk about here because I could talk to you about your experiences the whole time, <laughs> uh, which I love. I I, I hope to do more shows like this. It's like a zero episode. No, this isn't a zero. Yeah, this is a Tim Fall hat episode for sure. I'm all about this. Um, so we're living in the you know. A lot of people were talking about, you know, with this vaccine and this coronavirus and all this stuff. Or they're like, you know, this is the greatest uh, exchange of wealth in the history of mankind. 
you know, we've seen billionaires become even more billionaires. We've seen family businesses go out, you know, generational wealth be taken away where families could pass down restaurants to their children. Some of those have closed. So that is impossible. But even with that, I go, the people doing this have all the money in the world and they have all the power in the world. So I don't think it's about money or about power. I think this is a spiritual war and they're, you know, and this is what we're fitting into this DNA stuff. And, um, so let's get into this. So what is going on here? Okay. Who are these invaders? What are they doing? And what are, what are we going through right now in your opinion? What we're seeing right now in the events unfolding surrounding us is the final chapter in an assimilation agenda in this world. So the assimilation agenda, can you can think of it going back ancient, where it's like in, you know, programmed in for a long amount of time. It's like the high idea of like you plant some seeds and then you come back a long time later and like, oh, look, a giant tree has grown. Like, I'm not going to take the, the descendants. You got it. Like, this is something baked in for a long time. Does not mean that it's inevitable. Like, that's my big... Um, reminder or whatever here when i say these things even though there's um evil agendas that are going on it doesn't necessarily mean they're inevitable and when i do something like flying rainbow lasagna that's something that is uh an innovation that puts all of these prophecies out of alignment like there's a new context those prophecies are no longer relevant so please in everything that i'm saying understand these are not inevitabilities the plan was for an invasion of this world using this nanotechnology. And the nanotechnology is self-assembling and self-aware or as self-aware as little tiny particles can be. So now these were in the points that I sent to you that I said I would like to talk about yes. in, in your podcast today. Thank yes. you. Yes. Basically the understanding that with the injections, you're watching the culmination of when I say an assimilation agenda. It is the idea of an overtaking or a subsuming of the natural human biological form, like your cells of your body, your somatic structure, being an energy that it requires and generates because your body requires energy, but your body cells also give off energy. All of those things being hijacked or taken over by this nano wetware. And these are words that I made up or found or created. Like these are not official descriptive terms. It's how I call it. The, so when you see persistent aerosols in the sky, colloquially known as chemtrails, it's more than just a little tiny piece of metal. First of all, it is exotic matter, meaning not ordinary matter. They did not take that metal, dig it out of the ground, and smelt it in a factory. So all of the theories about coal slag, you need to dump those out the window, although I understand the need to rationalize something that is essentially irrational. When, when this invasion began, you start to see that in the sky. It's an irrational it's a, it's a cognitive dissonance that people cannot accept that this is going on. And that's a big part of it. The very first thing that happened was these particles went not only to the cornea, the outside of your eye, but they went to the optic nerve and the optic centers of the brains of humanity. This is what you would do if you were a good invader. If you're a bad invader, you knock on the front door with a big giant weapon and you say, hi, I'm here to invade. Like, that's stupid. If you are a smart invader, what you do is sprinkle magical fairy dust on the top of the fish tank that you want to invade for several years. Get it to go into their eyes and their optic nerves and their, and their eyesight centers in their brain so that they can't even see. They cannot perceive 
what is happening clearly. So there are the beings that are emitting these particles that are blinding humanity. They're first of all, they're also affecting your spirit eye or your energy, your eye that Pineal is Pineal gland, right? Exactly. So in your physicality, it is represented as an actual gland, your pineal gland in your brain, an actual brain structure. But your actual brain structure also has an energy structure. Do you understand? I don't have a picture of it on this dress, but I have it on many dresses, kind of like, you know, a mandala shape that is emitted that is an energy field. That is what is your, your, you use that the way birds use their inner compass to know where to um, migrate over great distances. We are supposed to have active pineal glands to guide us through time and to know where we're going in our futures. And to, we're not supposed to fly blind at all. So all of this, the idea of having um, an inactive pineal gland and kind of bumping around, go, go around bumping into furniture in time, like that is not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have to go through trial and error like a musician you're supposed to be able to read the music and know exactly what to do and of course if you can if you're prescient if you can perceive the future you can anticipate an attack this is why humanity was blinded and this is also why these chemtrails and nanoparticles have been put into us at this moment now what is different about this time in human history is that we are not in the same context in terms of the cosmic context so there's a ton of energy that is flowing into our realm that we just call it cosmic intelligence. Like turn up the volume on cosmic intelligence. Slowly, the cosmic intelligence knob has been turned up to 11. We are at 11 on the dial. But you might look around and be like, ho-hum, Aurora. Nothing looks very cosmically intelligent to me. Same old people driving their cars and pooping in toilets. Like where's the cosmic intelligence? Well, the problem is, right the problem is that humans are being um, inhibited from accessing that wealth of cosmic intelligence by uh, a whole array of technology. So the chemtrails and the particles are part of it, and that's really in the body, but it is also in the structure of the above-ground electrical wiring system. The pulses that go along that electrical wiring system aren't just about delivering, like, electricity for your light bulbs they're also like mind limitation frequencies basically the, the beings that have been influencing this realm have done everything they possibly can in terms of frequency pollution frequency pollution so that means unshielded electricity that creates a magnetic field that is a disruptive magnetic magnetic field dirty electricity in people's houses in your communities and carrying um, signal devices on your bodies all of these things drain your natural magic. So all this cosmic intelligence is being sprayed on you like a fire hose. And when you receive this intelligence correctly, it makes you like a super being. You become telepathic. You become telekinetic easily. You become like a superhero of DC Comics to be able to fly, to be able to have feats of great strength. Like all of these things, all of that is being inhibited and siphoned off by a series of Chemical pollutants, the stuff that's molecular chemicals that you can see in a microscope, the nanotechnology that then it not only went into your eyes, the next stage of the um, invasion was into your neurology. So first you get blinded in this attack, like imagine an attacker sprays you with something that blinds you, and then you are consistently fed mind control particles that take over aspects of your personality, aspects of your willpower, aspects of your pleasure, pain, reward centers. Like that's really, you're being trained 
for this assimilation. It's not fun, but in the same way that very cruel animal masters train their dogs. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And they use high impact trauma to control you, to manipulate you. You know, a local comedy club here, I'm not going to get into names, put out a uh, Instagram saying that you have to uh, have a vaccine passport in order to enter the the um, the building, the, the facility, the club. And the amount of blue checkmark people celebrating what is the equivalent of show me your papers. As I just went through a year and a half of let's stop the Nazis that are everywhere. What that is, is a culmination of chemical invasion with mass emotional trauma to corral people into a way that I've never seen anybody before. I have never seen anybody before. You have the same people that are celebrating having to have a vaccine passport are the same people crying about voter ID cards to vote. Uh, Like the mental gymnastics you have to do in order to think that makes any sense is just ridiculous to me. It's just ridiculous to me. The whole thing is just ridiculous. And I I just don't know what to do. And they're all my friends and I love them with all my heart. I have to le- I have learned to let it go. I can't save anybody, especially if they don't know they're in danger. You can't save somebody from a situation that they don't realize danger's right there. And that's what's going on. And what you're talking about is just the constant bombarding our skies with with chemicals and uh the nanos and like i completely agree with you and when everyone goes to me is everything a conspiracy well obviously we can argue about that term but as it's understood really people conspiring to something 100 percent. when you look at our our air that we are breathing and what they are spraying it with and what they're getting you to do just know that pharmaceutical companies have put and i've said this a thousand times but i'll say it again Pharmaceutical companies have put a chemical in over 600 over-the-counter drugs that blocks empathy. Meaning when you see those quote-unquote disposable human beings, that is, and you don't care, and you don't have empathy for that, that's most likely because you're having a chemical reaction that from being bombarded with a chemical that is blocking you from having what should be an emotional response to somebody who is hurting. Yes, extremely well said. And you were speaking about the very real difficulty of being an alive, a a soul person. Like you're watching other people experiencing this, um, I would call it nanotoxicity. Like they're getting assimilated. So your friends and family around you that you care about, that you are literally emotionally connected to, like through your chakras, you're emotionally connected to them and it's appropriate and you should feel connected to and care about the people around you. They're getting assimilated. And I use a joke when I talk about it now, the pop culture idea, the Borg, you know, the idea of being assimilated into a cyborg or mechanical or machine mind. But there is, even though I use pop culture, there is something to it that is hive mind and there's something to it that is mechanistic and you pointed out the anti 
rationality of it, that this hive mind, that people, when they become assimilated, they can be programmed for any amount of internal conflict. Like I say this, but I also say this, but I do both of these things together. I have no problem with that. And it, it seemed it would be funny, but it's an unfunny farce because there are people that you genuinely care about. And I think it is proper and right for you to care about the people in your life. This is like any um, scary science fiction movie where you see people around you being taken over. Is it by zombies or by invaders from space? It doesn't matter. It's the fact that they're not themselves anymore. And I have long-term friends that I feel have been taken over or assimilated. And I've also, um, you know, people in my community that I only know tangentially, I see them and I see their behavior changing. It is incredibly difficult to find the other people that still have a spark of life in them, a real individuality. And again, I said this moment with this injection and what it does to the DNA of a, a, a participant, it's the culmination of a very long agenda, a long slippery slope of people losing themselves, losing their individuality and going into a machine mind. Everything about getting addicted to a cell phone has been the grooming or preparation of the population for this moment now of getting injected directly with the stuff that hooks you up to the internet of things. Because we haven't even in this broadcast directly called out Elon Musk, Starlink satellites, and the what they call internet of things, which is the ostensible reason for upgrading everything everywhere to 5G, that we're going to connect our appliances to talk to each other so that we have a more efficient society, but you don't recognize that you will also be one of those appliances through the nano architecture that has grown in your body. And we could also have a really good conversation about why some people got nano architecture so bad and some people don't. Like some people detox, some people get it out of their body, some people do it better naturally, some people take different substances, some people maintain their own mind, their own dignity, some people went full on Borg and they believe in all of the propaganda, I think, so, okay, blah, blah, everything is frequency, everything is energy, your DNA is an antenna that both broadcasts and receives, and, you know, your TV and all of your entertainment equipment is definitely emitting a signal, and the signal is not only the media that you're watching, like, you know, what, whatever your TV show, The Simpsons, there's other stuff in there, too, that are affecting you, and I'm very big, like, I've been on a no TV fast, like, I don't do TV and I don't do media, because I feel like that's how the for mind sure control entering into i'm off twitter mind. too in terms of me personally um doing you know tweets i'm on instagram because i like twerking videos but outside of that i uh, really don't uh engage in anything i have zero propaganda in my life to my best of my abilities i do not watch any news and i do not really the only thing i go in is on reddit and I'll look up what's going on crypto, my favorite sports teams, and a little conspiracy. But outside of that, I am no longer engaged in, in any of that. And I got to tell you, I've never been happier. Good, good, good. This is really the living testimony of the idea that you are creating your reality or broadcasting, you know, through your emotional state. So if you eat junk food and eat garbage TV, that is all of this, you know, fear broadcasting and everything like that, then it's garbage in garbage out. And a, a person who is a creative person will then create that. That's what people are often unwittingly emitting with their polluted energy centers. So let's get to the inoculation and what's happening. It's not a regular vaccine at all. A regular vaccine is when you have a dead or an attenuated virus or the thing that was the little tiny pathogen that was making people sick that you then 
put into people in a diluted form to make them get a little tiny bit of the disease. This is not like that at all. This is actually a direct assault on your natural genetic code. So everything in this invasion assimilation agenda has been a ratcheting upward. First, we're going to sprinkle magical fairy dust. Then we're going to set up broadcasters. If they came in and tried to put all these 5G equipment into your schools before they sprinkled the magical fairy dust and made you like sedated, it's like coming into a beehive before you do the smoke, right? You would be angry bees. You would rise up as humans. Humans have a mammalian instinct to protect their children. You'd be like, what? You want to put this untested equipment in there? You want to destroy my children's, give them brain cancer? Like, no, you're not allowed to do that. Is what every single responsible parent would have said if they hadn't spent many, many years being sprayed with chemtrails that smoke in the hive so that you bring everyone down. And also many people simply could not survive the inculcation of chemtrails. Like many people simply died of, you know, toxicity and all the various um, diseases that come from that. Then at that point, you put up all these repeaters and visible antenna and things like that. And then you understand it's a frequency war. So humanity would be super beings, literally like, a superhero if you were not right now being exposed to the equivalent of kryptonite, all right? You got kryptonite all around you, making you think that you're Clark Kent, but you're not Clark Kent. And I'm encouraging everyone to do their own version of this magical maneuver where you reach in and you connect with your superpowers. You go beyond the limitations that are programmed into you, acculturated into you, and also programmed into you by the technology that surrounds you. So you don't have to die. You're supposed to live a beautiful, long, eternal existence. You don't need technology to accomplish any of the things you want to accomplish. And I think that what we're doing here is living the truth of real cosmic love, like real unconditional love, real, I know I'm not part of the church in any way, but I'm trying to say Christhood, you know, like being that, 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 because I don't want to push everyone's religious buttons by even saying that word, but it's that empowerment level. It doesn't matter how hard you get pushed down with technology. If you have this spiritual power inside, you rise up and fight against it. We are at that moment in the battle, okay? And I've been teaching everyone about this for a long time. It's like an intellectual class. Like, okay, like you're going to want to do this and you're going to want to do this and you're going to want to do this. Um, And, you know, learning about your anatomy. It's all self-empowerment and everything. We're at that moment where it is about direct reality creation. Like literally, if you are handed the magic wand of reality creation right now, many people in their brokenness would simply continue to create the crappy, a continuation of the crappitude that they have been subjected to for their whole time. It takes an amazing amount of focus and willpower to say, I'm wounded and traumatized and coming out of that crappitude, but I leave that at the threshold of this new experience. And I actually create from this completely different tone, this completely different frequency, this completely different way of creating a world. And this other way of creating a world is a recognition of energy or what is what would be called supernatural, something beyond the machine world or the industrial world or the purely objective materialist mechanistic. So with the injection, we're having a struggle right now between people that look at the injection merely as a mechanistic or materialistic thing and are not recognizing the energy effect that DNA has non-locally. That means that what one per everybody, we're all humans, and also many organisms have DNA from the bacteria to the blue whale. So organisms here on this planet have DNA. We're all in a band. What one guy does to the tuning of his guitar over there mm-hmm. 
playing in the band affects the tuning of all of the other guitars in the band. That means that if you change your DNA and you're broadcasting your signal, you're not just that, like going along playing your own heavy metal music. Everyone can hear your effing music. And if it's not good music, if it's music of death and disease, then it's affecting everyone else. As opposed to, let's say, beautiful lyrical Mozart, like you're playing the most beautiful music of health and I vitality. I totally agree. Go I around totally use that agree. world in a positive way. So people are recognizing now through tr- through actual life experience, lived experience, the people around them who they might care about very deeply, friends and neighbors, got this injection that changed their DNA behavior. And now in being exposed to those people, many people, many humans, many women specifically are exhibiting side effects of exposure. And they're saying maybe it is from a physical manifestation, like a spike protein got out of their nose and sneezed into me. And then I breathed it in. Like it's a very mechanistic approach. What you need to understand is that you're in a band playing genetic music. And that even if you never went near any of your neighbors that got their injection, so it's not like a physical protein that you're allergic to or something like that. They're horrible music. Like I can hear the neighbor's music. They're up at 3 a.m. taking meth. This is terrible. Like that's what's going on right now. But these are the respected members of society. When it's meth heads taking chemicals and opening themselves up to demonic possession. Right, right. Okay, a lot of stuff going on here. You're making a lot. You're you're saying a lot of stuff that we need to unpack real quick. First of all, you know, when you talk about the music you play, I think that falls in the law of attraction. If If you're playing music that's constantly talking about death, destruction... I mean, like, how many rappers sing about getting shot all the time and get fucking shot? It becomes the, you know, it's like, I say this all the time. And listen, I listen to Tupac. I listen to Notorious B.I.G. I'm not saying I'm just, when I work out, cranking Mozart. I listen to a lot of different stuff, man. But I also know, man, if you're living in a certain kind of frequency of a certain kind of music all the time, you you end that ends up affecting your reality, okay? And it's just the truth. If you're listening to only a certain kind of music that puts out a certain kind of view of the world, that becomes your view of the world. I'm just telling you, it's white magic. There is a glorification and a death culture in the black music, hip hop, rap world. And I want to call that out because, you know, when we talk about what is happening in the black community and the way that blacks are specifically targeted, even worse than anyone else, that is one way that I want to point the finger, the glorification of death and violence. And then after you die, your music becomes even greater. All of that is very, whatever you would say, dysfunctional or toxic. None of that is correct. Correct. And I am speaking about that. And I would wish for every cultural changing and restructuring in the consumers of that. Like you're talking about, like you want music that makes you feel powerful when you do your workouts. I agree. We don't necessarily want fruity, whatever, Baroque music. I love powerful music, but also things that are have a positive message and Um, where the person that made it didn't die horribly. So one of the things I do, because I listen to pop music all the time, what you can do is separate the music from the person who made it. Because guess what? Even Mozart was a Freemason. So I'm like, oh, great. Like, now I can't even appreciate this beautiful music over here. Because I was... (laughs) So true. George Washington was too. I mean, it's crazy. They're everywhere. 
Uh, you can do. You can sever yourself from ex- the sensory experience in the moment of what you're listening to from the guy who made it. And I think that's healthy to do because in this world there are very few examples of healthy artists. You know, like both um, whatever music artists and other artists who uh, lived a great long healthy life and were had great longevity and took great care of themselves and never smoked or drank. Like that's not a very accurate description of most artists who flamed out pretty young and died in a spectacular blaze. And then people idolize that and they do self destruction in their own way. In the same way so again it's about a cultural changing and shifting of values where we say what do we think is beautiful do we think self-destruction is beautiful no i think that self whatever sustenance and construction is beautiful i would run up my if i were in control of the world of, of music and you know sonic expression i would encourage that i would want the greatest artists to be the people that are the healthiest have the healthiest diets you know have like the best bodies because also like your voice is exemplified by your health and all these people that are you know well whatever don't, don't make me rant you can tell i'm no i'm, I'm, I'm i can I'm listen to you all day i can yeah. listen to you uh, I love your. I love you. Uh, Thank so, you. I love you too. Thank you, my dear. I love you too. <laughs> so uh, I want to get into this because I know people are freaking out. Like, talk yeah. about the vaccine shutting. They got to this. We went to this other thing. I'm just. T- I just want to to talk about like the music. When you're talking about a band, we see women went with their cycles. They sync up, man, and that is like to me. That means that there's something higher going on. I know it sounds crazy, but it's something high. There's some kind of spiritual connection. When you talk about how everybody's in a band, that's kind of what we're talking about here. But the, the vaccine cycles of the vaccine shedding, I have heard that. I've heard that that's going on with women who are not, have not gotten the, the vaccine. People around them have gotten the vaccine and their cycles are painful. Their, their, uh, flow, I guess the word to not be clumsy and, you know, weird, but their flow is, is a lot stronger, uh, I, I, am I, am I using, I, I don't want to say, I, I don't know how to describe it. But painful and clotting are the unhealthy aspects that women are experiencing. And both of those things are from exactly what we're talking about. Not only chemical exposure, but also frequency assault. So you have to understand, just like people understand, like you shouldn't stand next to, you put it, shouldn't put your face next to a microwave oven. You shouldn't stand next to an x-ray machine. But when x-rays first came out, people didn't know about this. And they stuck kids' feet into x-ray machines all the time to see if their shoes fit. Now those children have grown up to have horrible health issues. Like you learn, many humans learn too late of the invisible pollutions that are affecting everyone. So now let me speak to you about this assimilation agenda. The coup de grace like, you know, the killing blow for humanity was supposed to be taking away normal, healthy human reproduction. This is to make you have to be transhumans that just like that movie, Children of Men, excellent or book, but worthy cautionary tale that this was the agenda of the evil former controllers of humanity because we are breaking free. But what they wanted to do was disrupt natural human fertility to the point that humans would be so um, 
um, in despair because there would be no future generations that they would say, well, then in order to preserve human consciousness, let's upload ourselves into a machine or a virtual reality. There's no more bodies for us. This is the dead end for us. And you have to understand that we're watching the cautionary tales have all played out like 1984 and children of men have all played out. It's not inevitable. I come to you with this message so that you can put the brakes on this and you don't have to live those out. Um, not in a personal sense. Like you can say those possibilities exist, but I am turning my personal experience over into these timelines here. So there was an agenda to completely destroy or disrupt human fertility and then go to like babies born out of, um, you know, crashes, like brave new world is what I'm trying to say, but this does not have to happen. So now I speak primarily to women, but also like men, please hear my message too. Cause I'm a woman, I'm in a woman's body. I've learned all about female biology in order to be here and live a healthy body, live, live healthfully in a body and everything like that the uterus or the womb has a real primal power. And this is because women have been like the, um, the people like in a relay race carrying the baton to make sure that there are future generations. Women have had to have babies successfully and nourish them through famines and through wars and through the most unbelievably stressful situations that yes. are totally antithetical to healthy pregnancies and breastfeeding and you know raising a child to adulthood. And a lot of that is what would be called a supernatural or a magical power, a power beyond rational explanation that resides in your, your womanness, your womb, your that body part that is really what's being afflicted right now. And I encourage women to get in touch, the word get in touch with, to communicate with, to directly communicate your intellect to your own body part and say, how can I tap into that power? I did that myself and I was able to, in a dream, communicate to myself the um, visualization I needed to do to protect myself. So I do a lot of things that are substances that I feel detoxify and protect myself, like taking zeolite and chlorella and other things like that. But when I go out into public and when I'm in the presence of people that have horrible genetic music that now sounds really bad, I do my energy work. I do my energy shielding. I do my my own womb protective magic so that I don't have that afflicting me. And I feel like that's really important because this is an issue of free will. Like no one else's bad choices should be spilling over into you, your own personal body, your own personal health, your own personal ability to procreate future generations of humanity. And I even extend this umbrella of protection that I emit from my body to little tiny children, little girls who have not even had a chance to develop into maturity yet, because I have a great deal of concern about what being exposed to daycare workers and other adults in their lives are having on them before they even get a chance to develop healthy and in connection to nature. So this again is on a level of pure consciousness, pure energy and pure spirit. It is not on the level of objective materiality or science. I think it's time for humans to level up. You're being assaulted in a way that uses frequency and uses technology now please be empowered in a way that uses frequency but does not use technology it's the technology or it uses I'm, the technology. I, I'm dude i'm so close to getting i have a flip phone at home and i've been talking about just going out with my flip phone mm-hmm. you know and GPS. just in these you gotta up. leave it in the phone at I least got, yeah I, leave it in the phone I, but i got i got one of those Gemini's that is like, oh, like you a just boop, 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 boop. Yeah, Tom Tom. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, because that's my only thing. It's like I get lost. Yeah, it's hard that's it. But, you know, I, I feel what's going I mean, even, guys, I'm going to be honest with you, the amount of podcasting I'm doing, putting all this in, is like I know it's affecting me. But, but I have to do it. It's like if I'm a coal miner, I know working in a coal mine for my lungs and all that stuff's bad, but it's how I feed my family. So I am going to go through this and hopefully not completely destroy my uh, electrical systems that in hopes of that changing the trajectory of my family. No, I, I respect very much, and I want to break in and say that being exposed to the electrical stuff, like you guys can't see because it's not facing the camera, so I have tons of EMF emitting equipment here. That's my music-making stuff and all of my broadcasting stuff. I agree. It's essential to have a voice in this world of technology. Like if we didn't have technology, we would just be using telepathy to be able to share our ideas and positively influence one another. But here we're inhibited from the use of telepathy. It's like being prisoners where like – you want to tap out Morse code and talk to the guy in the cell next to you, but you're not allowed to because the prison guards are, you know, cracking down. So what you can do is make videos so we can use this. But I bring this all up to say here are um, uh, solid things you can do to protect yourself. Shungite is an excellent mineral that you can place around where you have electrical equipment. You can also sprinkle the powder like in a perimeter around your house. You can do all sorts of great stuff with that. You can have it in a soap and use it topically on your skin when you wash. You can put it into your moisturizer or skin emollient and put it on your skin. And I do that all the time. And it does not look black, like it's a dark mineral, but you get this very, very finely powdered stuff. It's just like titanium dioxide, like, you know, like sunblock, like it soaks into your skin. It goes into your system in this way. Put it in your water and also zeolite. Zeolite helps a lot in terms of removing heavy metals from the body, and you can do a bath at the end of the day. So if you had to do a ton of EMF crapola, so the nano architecture and particles are excited in the presence of 5G, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, all of this stuff, whatever your symptoms are they get exacerbated of the nanotoxicity. They get exacerbated in the presence of this technology. At the end of the day, when you're done um, sharing your goodness with the world with technology, take a bath. And in the bath, you can put like Epsom salts or dead sea salts, CBD if you got it, because it'll be really great. Zeolite. Zeolite helps to detoxify, remove the heavy metals, and also, um, how can I say this? Uh, Recharge, help you get Can you do me a favor? Can you email me... uh, you have our emails through. Um, just send us a list of this because I'll add it to the description so that if people want to do their own research, these are the things that we want to start uh, being able to uh, offer on my website so people can, uh, you know, when they hear something like this, they'll be able to go to the website and find it at this place and that place and that place. And, uh, you know, we just need the name of them so that we can figure this out and help people get these in their life. I'm so happy to help. And I want you to know, like, I'm not paid. I'm certainly not receiving any money by saying this to people. I use these products myself, but I know people are skeptical in this world. And I've had to become skeptical too. I'm talking so fast, but you get it. I'm for real. I'm not <laughs> like good. some shills. Hey, hey, I'm this is real. what my father said to me a long time ago. Never hate somebody for making a dollar. And not that you're doing that right here, but even if you were, I don't have any problems with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You're here on earth. You're an earthly body and you got to pay them bills, you know? So I, I don't mind that. I, I, not that you're doing that, but just know that's not an issue. And uh, anybody who has an issue 
can uh, just go work their shit job and and, and cry themselves to sleep. We don't give. We don't <laughs> care about more that. More to the point, when, when I talk about the Zeolighter, if I share those links with you, they're products that I actually use myself that I have found to be very effective, and um, I'm absolutely like uh, in the foxholes with everyone else. Like we're here, you know, like in World War One, and they sprayed everyone with um, mustard gas, and it was like it's caustic. Like what we are being inundated with and exposed to, it's caustic on a soul level. And now I'm going to go into a more spiritual or supernatural direction. Again, I'm not religious. I'm not affiliated with the church. But what I'm talking about when I say the assimilation, part of this is about being assimilated, your personality going into a technological contraption. But a lot of this has to do with when I talk about your soul, I mean your trajectory of where you came from on your cosmic journey and where you are going to. So being here in this presence as a human is only a part of who and what you really are. You're like an antique that has provenance or a great work of art. Great works of art, they're like, well, it's in this collection right now, but this guy sold it to this guy, this guy sold it to this guy. Like there's a whole chain of ownership that goes all the way back to the original Rembrandt, the original guy that made it. And that is what you are to as a consciousness, as a soul. You're like a work of art. And right now you're in this museum or on this wall here, but you have a chain of ownership and i feel like when people do stuff that is the vaccine the inoculation this artificial mismoshing of the dna it cuts that chain of ownership and that's what's so offensive about it and i remind you that this is like a temporary gig and then you as a soul have another chapter or another experience and that it's so important to protect that experience don't but don't make bad decisions right now by that would pre- preclude you from being able to have that next experience. So this caustic stuff that is being sprayed on us, like the um, gases of World War One, it's caustic to the soul. It can erode at your faith, at your belief in God, at your belief in goodness, at your belief in anything angelic or divine. Like I've felt it many times, and I think that people go into these levels of despair when, again, I get breaths of fresh air all the time. I'm like, oh my God, this place is suffocating me. I'm going to jump into a higher dimension state for a little bit of time and then you get some fresh air and then go, go back into the fray. But I understand how it can be very wearing to be constantly exposed to all this stuff. People sometimes give up and then they think that magic doesn't exist and God doesn't exist and none of this crap exists. And then that's like, that's like, um, whatever. That's like the moment that the light, that they give up, that their willpower goes out, that the light goes out, and then it is a spiraling down. So I really encourage everyone, I remind you with my words, and I remind you with all of my artistic presence. Like, it's why I make artwork and music and all these videos, teaching everything I can to inspire you to remember. First of all, God is a very real thing, but it's not necessarily the God of the Bible or the God of human religion. And freedom is a very real thing, even though right now everyone here is in captivity. No one here is in their natural state. Everyone here is pacing around like, you know, you're like a tiger in the zoo. Yes. Not allowed to run and be Is this a realm? Is this a realm? Do we live in a realm? Is this a holographic universe? What is that in your in your belief? 
Thank you. You do live in a realm or a simulation. However, you have to understand the realm also is the natural world. So without any technology here, you would still be in the realm because you're in a third dimensional presence where you're having to eat other organisms to stay alive, right? Like that is its own level of soul distortion because you're not supposed to have to die or eat anything that is dead. You're supposed to get all of your energy directly from light. So just being here in this form and eating another organism is a level of disruption. But then on top of that, there are technologies that disrupt the natural flow of energy in this simulation. So I use that word, I hesitate to use that word. So that means things like money. So if there were no money, um, the rule would be the person with the most natural muscles is the person who is the strongest. But once you introduce money, it is a form of technology. Now technology becomes artificial muscles. Yeah. So we have technology that's artificial muscles that is used to manipulate the world, but also let's say satanic technology or otherworldly technology is used to manipulate events. And that's what dark magic is. Yes. It is uh, pushing the levers of the cosmos in a very blind way to be like, oh, I'm going to make myself rich. I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, whatever the F I want. Meanwhile, not understanding that you're blasting away at the fabric of reality. Like there are major consequences to everything that you do once you start to um, rewrite the matrix at the level of the code of reality. So, you know, we're here experiencing the manifestation of the code. But if you actually go into the source code of reality and start rewriting things like, yeah, you can make all sorts of weird things happen, but there's a destabilization effect. And what happened, what what is happening now on this planet is basically our reality of rationalism and objective materialism is being destabilized by destabilizing human genetic behavior, because the healthy movement and spinning of your DNA creates healthy, balanced energy fields. And the imbalanced energy fields, I'm wildly gyrating now if anyone isn't looking at their screen, but the imbalanced energy fields, yeah, they make the whole entire, it's like when your machine, when your washing machine has a load that is imbalanced and it goes ka-chunka, chunka, 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 chunka. This has happened before on this planet. It's remembered as the destruction of ancient Atlantis or a giant cataclysm that happened. Basically, the human genetic code was destabilized like the washing machine went ka-chunka, chunka, and our entire planet went ka-chunka, chunka. Yeah. Yes. And that's somewhat what they think had to do with all these, I forget what it's called, where the there's this something hit the and just destroyed the whole planet. You know, Greg Carwood again came on, said that, you know, there's beliefs that the beings that be, once our DNA got so shish kebab, they hit a reset and it started again. And that is kind of what I in my heart of heart believe this vaccine is all about right here. I'm totally with you on the same page. And my only addition to what you have said is the idea that when they reset the simulation, quote unquote, or start the next washing machine cycle, you don't have to participate. You can fly in rainbow lasagna. And when I say this, it is a verb and it is very similar to pressing the infinite improbability drive, like from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Press the big red button. In that moment, anything can happen. How do you do that? Aha. It is an act of willpower that involves the singularity that resides inside of your body. This is why having a real unperturbed body is so important. That means a real body that's not filled up with like a bunch of like 
fake implants, chemicals, surgery, you know what I mean? Like people do weird monstrosity things to distort themselves, have a real body that can really do this thing. You have the singularity that is inside of you that is essentially the convergence point and also the emanation point of all energy. And what you do is you take that singularity or infinity point or oneness and you move it in a higher dimensional context. So what the, what would that feel like inside? Because when I say that, that's food for your intellect. But now food for your body. What would that feel like? If you could imagine the center of your being like inside of your heart here, or for some people it's like inside of your head here, but imagine it can instantly blip like, bam, nightcrawler, just go anywhere else. It can go 10 feet away from you. It can go to the sun. It can go to another galaxy away from you and then instantly blip back. That jump is a quantum jump or a jump outside of this layer of reality. It's like you jump off of the level of reality, go to where you want to go and then reinsert yourself into reality. Or you could imagine folding space, time and reality to you. You can do this oscillation with anything, anywhere, with anyone, and in any direction. So when I teach it, I often teach it as like up, down, side to side, in and out, tumbling end over end. But those are like the basic dance movements. If you're like, here we are at the Arthur Murray School of Cosmic Dancing, like do the box step, like one, two, three, four, like those are the basic dance movements. But you understand dance is infinite. You can jazz it up. The whole idea is that there are more than two options. So when when I talk about that, it's like, The binary code, duality, good or evil, either or, white or black, there are all of these things where humanity is offered only two options. But if you are able to understand or understand or comprehend is a better word, comprehend and embody the idea that singularity, there's no space between singularity that is in you and in everything else. Like this is the real story of oneness just going to be a brief critique on the new age movement of part of which I think is like very in, not genuine that they talk about oneness, but it's not really being lived properly. When you really embody oneness, you understand that this infinity point that is inside of you is also inside of that guy over there, that tree over there, that sun or star or planet over there, that uh, whatever far distant in time place, place in the distant past or distant future. It's a, a different way it's an interconnectedness when you are able to do this it's a leap forward when i say a quantum leap it's like uh i was going along at this level i was getting better i was getting better i was it's a level up and then i leveled up like you gain your energy you get momentum and it is very much about an inner building of your metabolism so to do the flying rainbow lasagna you got to eat sunlight And you can eat sunlight in the form of food, like apples and bananas and whatever, beef jerky. But really what you have to do is get your pineal gland to connect directly to the sun in the sky, like real natural sunlight. And when you're able to do that, you get a fatter bank account, like a fatter energetic bank account, and your your wheels move faster. It's like you can run faster and you have to achieve enough inner speed to be able to, quote unquote, take flight. And when you take flight, you don't stop like you've got enough inner momentum and then you are sustaining reality around you 
So this ties into your question. Are we in a realm? Yes. We are in a mind-created realm that is sustained with human thought, willpower, and attention. Flying rainbow lasagna and getting up to speed means that you are doing this consciously. That means I know that I am consciously manifesting my studio around me. I am consciously manifesting this moment my body and my interaction with these two lovely people that invited me on this podcast. When I look, look on any online marketplace, like whatever, I'm going to shop for something. I know that I am manifesting all of the items in the marketplace with my human thought, power, and attention and intention. It is a completely different way of looking at and navigating the world than to see it in an objective materialist viewpoint where you say, a factory produced various different items, commodities for sale that are now listed in an online marketplace that I now look at like, that is a different story of reality. But you understand we're in a different level of reality. And the old story, the narrative structure that explains why things are the way they are is breaking down because there are some things that that narrative structure cannot explain. And so we're we're already in a magical world where things don't act normally the way they're supposed to. But the challenge is not everybody recognizes or remembers they're in a magical world or in a lucid dream or in a responsive reality. And they're acting like it's just the same old stupid, stupid dead place where it doesn't matter what you do or what you think. And the truth is, if you are psychically aware, it matters a great deal what you do or what you think. It matters if you perfectly coil up the electrical cord and put it in the utility closet <laughs> because it's all part of your intention and the magic of your life. That you why you make your bed every morning. That's right. That's completely right. You make gestures. Do you make your bed every morning. Every morning. They might not have an audience that's a human audience. You do things because it's the right thing. That's called having integrity. And in this world, like you guys know, like there's no one, almost no one has integrity. Like people who just do things because it's the right thing. Like I will throw away the trash because I'm supposed to, like not because of a law or because of some kind of whatever social control mechanism. Everything about the next chapter for humanity is about going beyond social control mechanisms like laws and government and moving into eras of radical self-responsibility. I put the trash in the bin because it is the right effing thing to do. I help people to have food to eat because it is the right effing thing to do. Like I don't mean to be down on you i know you guys have great values but that's how i felt this frustration being here in this world like oh my god like people like you do this because it's the right thing to do but also like i'm coming from a level of being more mature like you know like kids just want to play kids just want to play and i'm like no like do this because it's the right thing don't make a big mess that is what i'm trying to say humanity is coming out of this level of being very immature and it's time for humanity to level up get more responsibilities, get more power. But that also means that you do things without having a taskmaster tell you what to do or because of fear of a God that's going to throw you in a lake of fire if you do the wrong thing. It's a completely different value system and different motivation system. And that also translates to, in the new chapter for humanity, money. Like so many people are saying, I ain't going to do this unless you pay me. Pay me. like this. Preferably like this, like pay me with my neck like this. Pay me. Uh, no, not- right? Right. Not just going to do it from the goodness of my heart. Um, that's uh, people laugh. <laughs> I laugh at the ridiculousness of that. But where I come from, that is normal. Yes, you do it from the goodness of your heart, because where I come from, everyone has a good heart. And it is a huge life lesson for me to be here in the mix of people that are conflicted and often don't have a good heart. And I think there are people that also have a mix inside of themselves 
good heart, but also a lot of social crapola. And at this moment, it's time to really become your greatness. Like, be that person that has a great heart. That's when I talk about Christhood. That is what I am talking about. And it doesn't really have anything to do with following a, a religious scripture or a person on a pulpit. And um, so much of the, the spiritual battle is fought in that sense. Your day-to-day interpersonal interactions, how you treat others. If it is online with typing from your keyboard, it still counts. People that are horrible to other people from the anonymity of the online keyboard, that is being demonic. And yet you can say something to someone online and it can uplift them and it can change their life and it can prevent them from committing suicide. It's the complete opposite that's what we should be doing for one another. We should all be, we should be our greatness. And of course, to me, where I'm coming from, from my co- cosmic society levels, that's normal. Like, of course, everybody is that way and everybody coils up the electrical cords and takes full responsibilities. But coming here, people are different. So I'm trying to exemplify something different and remind you that there's a different way. And please let us reach for it. And in your moment of creating reality. Like when you do this work with the singularity, you're painting with the paintbrush of reality. You're painting with the paintbrush of possibilities. You're making things happen intentionally. And you can make the most beautiful painting, literally what would be called a utopian paradise, you know, of human interaction and um, harmonious with the environment and other organisms that are here, that is the realm that I remember and that I come from and that here is known as ancient Atlantis and that is destroyed. I know that might be just a little bit too much or possibly off topic, but I'm trying to remind people of the possibility of that pristine world that is unpolluted, that is unspoiled, and who you are in that world. Like you're not just some stupid guy that drives their car and drinks coffee and gets paid and goes to the bank. Like you're not just that stupid guy. That's the narrative structure of the control system that tries to make you think you are worthless. You're really a pretty amazing super being that can fly. I am. Johnny, you have something to say? Uh, I I think maybe you almost touched on it there. Are you you speaking in metaphor when you talk about the place you came from, society, or is that actually a place of matter and bodies? Was that a physical realm? It's an actual place, but it is a parallel dimension. So it's actually not even in the past. It is ongoing right now. So here is the world of the pristine energy world where everyone is telepathic and everyone can fly. And then here is the world of mundane reality where we drive cars and they actually overlap. And there are some places in the world like Mount Shasta where there's bleed through from the magical realm into the muggle realm and there's and it happens more and more and we're going to experience that more and more that is really what flying rainbow lasagna is it is a blending together of this world of pure magic and artistry and the world of muggle or industrial machine mind a dead world where nothing responds all of a sudden when you add matter when you add the magic to matter Matter becomes intelligent and responds. Your thoughts of your bed when you were a little child and its feelings and concerns about reality do not become inconsequential. Like, wow, objects have feelings. How does my pencil feel as I'm sharpening it? Does it feel like, oh no, I'm, my feet are getting killed? Or does it feel like, hooray, I'm being used and, and you know, to my greatest advantage? Like, I don't know, maybe we should learn, but I'm being a little lighthearted in this. Um, it's a bit of magical <laughs> thinking, but these are practical applications. When people I... talk about zero energy and things like that, this is the practical application of this type of thought pattern. I love it. 
What a wonderful episode. These are the episodes I love to do. I appreciate this. Uh, you came, you saw, you kicked a whole lot of ass, and we appreciate you coming on the show. And we appreciate your dog chilling. From You know, it was came in a little early, but then said, hey, man, I, I'm witnessing greatness. I'm going to chill out and watch, okay? And that's the beauty of it. One more time, where can they find you? And what, now you talked about your teachings. Uh, real quick, if they go to your website, they can find your teaching. What are they going to learn? Great. It is Lessons for Full Spectrum Humans. It's a uh, series of lessons that I did and presented in formal instruction, like in a university, like an online class setting for seven years. And it teaches basics of the anatomy of your chakras, the to, to be literate in the energy patterns of the cosmos, what many people now call sacred geometry. So it's a, a lot of learning about how you as an embodiment embody sacred geometry and culminates in actual instructions, one, two, three, four, how you do the flying rainbow lasagna dance. There are two levels to my course, level one and level two. So just like initiatory physics and then advanced physics, first you complete one course and you do the other course. And I'm not formally teaching my course right now, but I have many semesters of the live lectures that accompany the recorded lessons on YouTube organized as playlists. So for anyone that wants to engage in an intellectual deep delve, how to learn how to do this, like if you want to learn the music formalism behind what this magic is or whatever, read the magical grimoire. It's in video form and you can find it. If you want to go to my website, check out the shop section. That's where you'll find the link to like the, the classes, you know, the, the, everything that is commodified or whatever. Um, and But if you simply want to find out more about this, you can go to my Flying Rainbow Lasagna uh, YouTube channel, find the playlists, like one might say like um, semester 2019.2. It's all organized there. And I'm very methodical in the way that I present the information because I understand that humans at this moment are linear. So I'm very nonlinear. I had to make my information in a sense that's bite-sized, sensible pieces for the rational mind that would be in a linear sense. So that is how I do it. I start from the um, simplified and then move into greater levels of complexity. And then in the second round of the advanced class, I move into greater levels of complexity, like revisit all the same topics, but move into greater levels of complexity. And I do offer practical stuff. So some of it is formalism or abstraction when you're learning about like you know this is what a note is this is the c this is the d in music but then some of it is actually about how do i press the buttons and make music how do i actually do the flying rainbow lasagna um so yeah i did that for many years because that's like the preparatory thing before you lasagna you learn all about this stuff we are now in the moment of lasagna the moment of lasagna is this i love it i love it you know, I want to tell you, when I talk about the ancient cataclysm of what happened in Atlantis, you know, the, the pole shifted and everything went, um, you know, hurly, hurly, girly, caca, cuckoo. When the pole shifts now, it does not shift like north, south to south, north and slosh everything around. It shifts inside to outside. This flying rainbow lasagna is like a Mobius strip. And it takes the inside and makes it communicate to the outside. Then it feeds the outside back into the inside. So this ongoing shift that is happening, you can set aside the fears that come from the primary trauma that we all experienced, which was the destruction of the cataclysm of the other world that we were in. But again, it's concurrent. 
and you can have a corrective experience. This is how you heal from trauma. One time you got attacked or you were in a car accident, bad things happened to you, but now you're in a car, but you don't have to have an accident. Someone is approaching you, but you don't have to be attacked. Or if these things happen, you now have appropriate responses to be able to deal with the situation. This is what the entire value of being in this world of death has been for us as souls. Just like the Karate Kid, you were bullied and attacked. Then you met Mr. Miyagi. Now you are empowered as a Kung Fu master. I that is what it. we have done here. I love it. Aura, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. It was wonderful. We'll make sure everybody hears uh, and goes to your website and checks it out. And just make sure to send me links to all the stuff you're telling them they should take. And uh, if you're ever in Los Angeles, please come by. We'd love to have you in studio. And uh, Thank you, I'm in Ohio. I'm not very far from you. Oh, snaps. I didn't know that. Next time we'll work, work it out, you come in and hang out. I would love that. Thank you. Can I bring my dog? Oh, of course. We're pro dog here. Anytime, all the time. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, again, we're getting everything ready for the big 500. I'll give you more information on that. If you want to see my dates, where I am, please go to samtriplee.com. Until then, we will talk to you soon. Take care. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hacking. Tim foil hacking. Tim foil hacking.